Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. Welcome to the Know Your Rights series presented by Newcastle Libraries Real and the Hunter Community Legal Centre and CDAH. The information provided in this session is for information purposes only. It must not be relied on as legal advice. You should seek individual legal advice about your own particular circumstances. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, for they uphold the memories, the traditions, the living culture and hopes of Aboriginal Australia. We acknowledge that under the concrete and asphalt, this land is, was and always will be traditional Aboriginal land. We also wish to acknowledge you if you are an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person. Hi, I'm Duhita Lewis. I'm the Community Legal Education Coordinator at the Hunter Community Legal Centre in Newcastle. Hi, I'm Julia Adamski and I'm a Generalist Solicitor at the Hunter Community Legal Centre. Hello, I'm Kath Marnie and I'm a disability advocate and a peer worker at a local organisation called CEDA, Community Disability Alliance Hunter. And we're an organisation run for and by people with disability. Hi, Kath. Hi, Julia. In this podcast, we'll be talking about maintaining healthy family relationships by recognizing early signs of violence and abuse. Kath, in another podcast in this series, we were talking about certain issues of abuse and neglect from, say, a support worker or maybe a family member who would be caring for uh, people with disability, which actually does raise quite a lot of concern around this issue. Absolutely, Dorita. And I think, unfortunately, often we find that people with disability aren't really very aware of what really um, accounts for violence, I guess, whether it's um, domestic or it's family related. Yeah, I agree, Kath. Not many people actually know what domestic violence is. Broadly speaking, it refers to instances where one person tries to dominate or control another person in the context of a domestic relationship. Commonly, we think of domestic violence as only physical, but it can take on a number of different forms, such as sexual abuse, emotional and psychological abuse, verbal abuse, stalking and intimidation, and even financial abuse. So Julia, would this kind of just apply um, to people who are married or someone who has a partner? That is a really good question because a lot of people associate domestic violence as only occurring between people in a romantic relationship. However, the definition of domestic relationship in the legislation is actually much more broad. Not only does it include people who are married, in a de facto relationship or intimate partner relationship. It also includes any relationship where you are living with or have lived in the same house as the other person, where you are living or have lived as a long-term resident in the same residential facility as the other person, where you are dependent on ongoing paid or unpaid care, or where you're related to that person. It's really important for us to get the word out about this type of abuse, as so many people may not even know that what they are experiencing is actually domestic violence. Did you know that you can find law handbooks, tenants' rights manuals and other helpful legal information and links in the Newcastle Library's eLibrary? 
Look for business, law and consumer information on our website. Julia, I know that women historically have always been found to be more vulnerable um, than men in terms of violence and abuse. Apart from that, people with disabilities um, are even more vulnerable in many ways. Are there any particular instances of abuse and violence that are specifically directed towards people with disabilities? Yes, so unfortunately, people with a disability are more at risk of domestic violence. In fact, women with disabilities are estimated to be almost 40% more at risk of domestic violence than their peers. And sadly, people living with disabilities face unique and very sinister forms of domestic violence. And this goes beyond what we might traditionally view as violence. People with disabilities may also be at risk of perpetrators withholding food, water and even medication. People have also reported having their medications misused or their disability equipment being destroyed. There is also emotional violence where people have been put in forced isolation or the perpetrator has withdrawn access to support workers. There is financial abuse where perpetrators steal or take control of money or investments. And of course, there is sexual abuse, which extends from inappropriate touching to taking control of a person's reproductive system. The list goes on. And I think the really tricky part of dealing with domestic violence for people with disabilities is that the perpetrator may be someone that they thought they could trust. Oh, wow. It is scary to know that there are so many forms of abuse and violence that are happening. And I guess it doesn't occur to many people, especially people with disabilities, that these are just simple acts that may be encountered every single day. And they don't even know that uh, these account for violence and abuse. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, what you're saying, Julia, is, is all too familiar. And, you know, I guess that, yeah, um, we do know of of people who you know, in the school system or in a residential care, like are locked into cupboards and are really violently and distressingly treated. And I guess this is part of the reason that the Royal Commission has happened, is happening, because the abuse and neglect and exploitation is something that it's kind of been pretty much under the carpet. It's not been spoken about. I think it's quite a taboo. I've heard people say, you know, I just can't face thinking about it. And I guess that, you know, if we think about domestic violence as a fundamental power in equity, so if we think about it like that, you know, people with disability are often unable to have the same capacities in the relationship to say, this is not okay and you're hurting me and that sort of thing. So I guess some of the other barriers to people with disability seeking assistance is fear of institutionalization fear that they might be sent away if they tell someone that they're not okay and they're not safe there's fear of being physically segregated so being removed from your family and friends certainly isolation i guess as you said before julia there's often a, a really high level of um, dependence for the person with disability on the person that's abusing them. I guess there's a concern that you won't be believed. There's also a lot of inf- a lot of difficulties if you can't use words to communicate, if you need support to tell your story. That's a huge reason that people will not come forward or maybe cannot come forward. 
I guess that there's not as many ways for people with disability to get information about the domestic violence services, or they might be not services that they're able to access. They might be a person who needs assistance to communicate, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. a deaf person, will there be Auslan and things available? And also, Julia, I think the legal system is really difficult to navigate, and especially if you have need for greater support to understand what's happening. So how would someone with a disability be able to get information um, and the assistance that they need in, in good time? Yeah, that's a great question, Kath. I think the most important thing to know is that if you or someone you know is in immediate fear for your safety, you should contact the police on triple zero. However, if you're looking for more general advice, you can contact the Hunter Community Legal Centre on 02-40-409120. We provide free legal advice to people in the Newcastle and Hunter region. We also have access to services such as Auslan. But generally speaking, a person can apply to have an apprehended violence order made that will prohibit a person from engaging in certain behaviours. This might include harassing or intimidating behaviours or it might stop them from coming to your house or to your place of work. You can apply for an AVO either by reporting the incident to the police who may make the application on your behalf or if the police are unwilling to make the application, you can apply privately through the registrar at your local court. If you're not sure what to do next, you can contact the Hunter Community Legal Centre for some free legal advice and in some cases we can help you through the court process. You can also get assistance from the Intellectual Disability Rights Service who provide free legal advice for people living with cognitive impairments. CDAH would love to hear from you if you want to connect with other people with disability. You can email us at info at cdah.org.au and like us on our Facebook page. Wow, that is undoubtedly a lot of information for people. But uh, really, I think it's important to be aware and get help early on. You can definitely make sure you have some contacts for your help. Like say, if you are in immediate danger, you can call the police. If you need legal assistance or if you're not even sure that you have a legal problem, you can always still contact the Hunter Community Legal Center. Apart from that, you can also have maybe a safety planning option uh, of having a contact detail like 1-800-RESPECT. Then there's also Community Disability Alliance Hunter, known as CEDA. You have the Intellectual Disability Rights Service. If you are in need of advocacy, um, you can contact Disability Advocacy in New South Wales. NDIS also has a Quality and Safeguards Commission if you need to make complaints uh, against your support worker. And if you need to talk to someone, there's always Lifeline. Keep a friend or a support worker informed if you recognize any signs we have just discussed. You are not alone in this. Remember that. Thanks, Kat, for raising such an important discussion. And thank you, Julia, for creating an awareness around recognizing signs of violence and abuse. And thank you for listening. Access to justice and knowing your rights is what really matters to us. If it matters to you too, please share the Know Your Rights series on Newcastle Library's Real with your friends and rate us and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Know Your Rights series presented by Newcastle Library's Real, the Hunter Community Legal Centre and CDAH. We hope this has raised your awareness. If you've got a topic you'd like us to cover, you can email us at admin 
at hunterclc.com.au. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production.